And so, Father God, I ask you right now to anoint our ears that we might hear with some intelligence. Anoint our eyes, Lord God, that we might see and behold the beauty and the glory of God. Father, I thank you that right now as we move into the word of the living God, I make this place a Holy Ghost classroom where all may participate, Lord God, that we might grow in the things of God, that we might move in the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, I thank you that we shall grow today in the name of Jesus, that we will not be the same. We refuse to remain remain the same for we boldly declare with our mouth more in 2004 more healing Lord God more prosperity more of your love father more of walking in the anointing of the love of God and so father we give you praise glory and honor and we the redeemed mother Lord says amen and amen and amen amen well um uh, like Pastor said, uh, uh, I'm here with you for the next six uh, weekends and so we want to get into some things in my subject is going to be uh, the Ministries of Helps. Uh, I do three weeks on the Ministries of Helps, and then I'm going to do uh, three weeks on our leadership. Amen? And so I look forward to being with you these six weeks, and so I believe we're going to uh, enjoy ourselves, and I believe that the Spirit of God is going to see to it that we grow. Amen? Amen? All right. Now, and so also that I know that I have to give you some tests, so I'll be giving you two tests, and I'm going to tell you how you can make a hundred and always pass my tests because I say things like, this is important. And when I say things like, <laughs> when I say like, this is important, you know right away that that sounds like a, a question that'll be on the test. Amen. And so that way uh, you'll be able to, uh, to pass it. And, uh, you know, so all you have to do is just listen up, you know, and I say like, now this is important. Then you know exactly what that means. Right. All right. So I won't say that no more. You know, I mean, I won't tell you that, you know, you supposed to write. But when I say this is important, you know, something will just click and you say, uh-huh, that's a test question. Okay. And you just put a little asterisk by it and I guarantee you, you'll pass. Amen. All right. So let us begin this morning since we're going to be talking about <clears throat> the ministries of helps. Uh, let's begin in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. That's where we want to begin in our Bibles. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Are you there in 1 Corinthians chapter 12? Okay, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, then let's look at, <clears throat> let's look at verse number 28. <clears throat> Excuse me. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, look at verse, 20, uh, verse 28. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, and diversities of tongues. Now notice in verse uh, 28, it says that, and God hath set some in the church. And then it begins to tell you what God hath set in the church. Notice now. He says in verse 28, and God had sent some in the church, first apostles. Amen. So here we see that God is the one that sent apostles in the church. Then he says, secondarily, prophets. God sets prophets in the church. Thirdly, teachers. After that, miracles. Then gifts to healings. And then right there in there, he says, helps. Amen. Now, I want you to underline uh, that word helps there. All right. So here we see here that the Bible says that God has set some in, in the church. Amen. And then he says that uh, he has set some in the church to help. Do y'all see that? All right. Well, listen to me, child of God. You are the ones that God has set in the, ch in the church to, to help. You are the ones that God is, is, is looking for. Now, <clears throat> before anyone is put in the ministries or helps, it is the responsibility of the pastor to make sure that that person have the vision of the church. Now, this is very important. Before anyone is placed in the ministry of helps, it is the responsibility of the pastor to make sure that that person have the vision of the church. You have to have the vision of the church before you are placed end the ministry of helps. Okay? Say this with me. Say, I must have the vision, have the vision of, the of the church before I am placed, I am placed in the ministries of helps. That's right. You have to have the vision of the church before you are placed in the ministry of helps. And I'll tell you why uh, in a few minutes, okay? Now, notice now it says that, and God has set some in the church, and then we had you to underline uh, that word helps. Everybody say helps. 
right, all right. Now notice now, he says that, and God has set some in the church. He just didn't say help. He said God has set some in the church for what? For what? For helps. Amen. That means it's plural. That means then that there is more than one kind or one type of helps in the church. Amen. Listen up. Very important. There are three kinds of helps in the church. There are three kinds of helps in the church. Okay, and we're going to talk about each one of these. Okay, number one, uh, there's what we call spiritual helps. Everybody say spiritual helps. Okay, now let me tell you what a spiritual help does. Spiritual helps, it relieves the pastor of spiritual duties. It relieves the pastor of some of his uh, spiritual duties. Now, let me tell you the type of people that comes up under the category of spiritual helps. You know, uh, the category of things that the types of people that comes up on the, uh, the category of spiritual helps. Uh, it's like the, the system pastor. It's like the, uh, uh, the Sunday school teachers. It's like uh, it's like the teen pastors. It's like the teaching elders. You see, all of these are really help uh, the relieve the pastor of spiritual help. You see, the pastor can't do all the teaching in the church. So there are some people that God has set in the church, amen, uh, to operate in spiritual help. They are the, they are the uh, help the pastor uh, relieve him of some of his spiritual duties. See, uh, your pastor, you know, he can't be teaching you uh, on Sunday morning and at the same time back there in children's church, uh, teaching children's church. So he has to have some spiritual help. Everybody say spiritual help. So God have set some of you in the church to help uh, in spiritual helps. So that's the first type of help. And spiritual helps means to relieve the pastor of what kind of duties? Of spiritual duties. Number two, the second kind of helps uh, that God has set in the church is what we call natural helps. Everybody say natural helps. Okay, now natural helps is simple. It relieves the pastor of what? Natural duties. Amen. And the type of people that comes up on the uh, natural helps, for an example, like the ushers, uh, like traffic control, uh, like those that work in audio, television ministry, like that guy back there that's operating the cameras. Uh, he's relieving the pastor of natural helps. Everybody say natural helps. Yeah. Okay, and that is to relieve the pastor of of natural duties. You see, the pastor can't do everything in the natural. He can't operate in in traffic control. He can't run the cameras. He can't do all of that. So God has set some of you in the church to operate in what we call natural helps. You got that? All right. Now, let me before I give you this third type of helps that's in the church. Let me make this. uh, uh, Let me say this. Some people believe or think because they operate in spiritual help, that spiritual help is more important than natural helps. And I want you to know that is not the case. Just because you do spiritual things doesn't make you more important than those that do natural things. What you have to understand is this, that natural helps is just as important as spiritual help because both of them are needed. Okay, both are needed. Spiritual helps and natural helps are needed. So that's why God has set them in the church. He said spiritual helps and natural helps in the church because both are needed. And neither one is more important than the other. Understand that? Okay, now, then we said that there are how many types of helps? Three. Three. So the first type of help is what we call? And spiritual helps relieve the pastor of? The second type of help in the church is called? And natural helps relieve the pastor of? Okay, now we're going to talk about this third type of help. And the third type of help that's in the church is the wrong kind of help. (laughs) Amen. Everybody say the wrong kind of help. That's right. That's the third type of help that's in the church is the wrong kind of help. 
Now, you say, well, uh, did God put the wrong kind of help in the church? No, God did not set the wrong kind of help in the church. The pastor more than likely set the wrong type of help in the church. And the reason why I say that is because Remember when we told you that before anyone is placed in the ministries of helps, they must first have the have the vision of the church. And the reason why we get the wrong type of help in the church is because we as the pastor fail to make sure that before we put that person in helps ministry, we fail to, re fail to uh, recognize or to understand whether or not they have the vision of the church. And so therefore we end up with wrong type of help. And believe me, as a pastor for over the last 18 years, I have experienced this, you know, sometimes we put people in helps ministry too fast. We didn't give them a, an opportunity to, to have the vision uh, of the church. And so therefore we put them in helps ministry and then they end up, uh, they end up, uh, you know, not having the vision of the church. And because they don't have the vision of the church, they don't work out. And so now we got wrong type of help in the church. And because they are the wrong type of help in the church, that area of ministry that they're operating in will never come to a point or a place of excellency with God Amen. or with your pastor. Because it's always going to be something that's going on in that ministry. Why? Because that person did not have the vision of the church. And so therefore we got wrong help in the church. And sometimes I know as pastors, you know, uh, we set people in helps ministry, you know, because we think that if we put them there, maybe they'll become committed. And I'm telling you, that's the wrong thing to do. I have tried all of those things and all I end up with is a headache. And so now I've learned to make sure that before I put anybody in helps ministry, I have to make sure that they know uh, that they know uh, the vision. Amen. Because if they don't know the vision, they're going to be the wrong type of help working in your ministry. Amen. And so we don't we don't we don't want that. And so therefore we have talked about the three types of helps in the church. Amen. Spiritual help, natural help. And number three. The wrong kind of help. I want to ask you, what type of help are you? Now, see, you, you're the only one that can answer that. What type of help are you uh, in, in your local church? What type of help are you? You know, are you the wrong kind of help? Are you set in the church to operate in spiritual helps or natural helps? You know, and, and, as a, and as a member of the body of Christ, you need to know what type of help God has called you to. Amen. That's important that you know. Uh, no, 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 no. You don't have to write. Every time I say, I'm sorry. I got to watch when I say that's important because you go to you go to writing. But you have to. You have to. Boy, I saw him went like. You know, no, 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 no. I, I'm just making a statement right now. When I said, I put a little emphasis on it so that you you you'll get it. Amen. I uh, and so. Um, <laughs> and so you have to, you know, uh, uh, it is wise that you know what type of help, you know, that you ought to be, that you ought to be, um, you know, uh, in your local church. Amen. Now, this is important. It is God's desire that the ministries of helps be strong in the church. I'm going to say that again because it is very important. It is God's desire that the ministries of helps be very strong in the local church. That's God's desire. That the ministries of helps be very strong uh, uh, in the body of uh, uh, in the local church. Okay. Also, I want you to remember this because this is important. The majority of people in the body of Christ is called into the helps ministry. Okay, now that's important. Now I gave you two important things there back to back. Number one, I said that that is important and that is that it is God's desire that the ministries of helps be strong in the local church. And the reason why God wants the ministries of helps to be strong in the local church is because, listen at this now, important. The majority of people in the body of Christ is called to the ministries of helps. Say this with me. Say the majority of people, majority of people in, the of in the body of Christ are called into the ministries of helps. Into the of 
That's right. You know, when we read First Corinthians and First Corinthians chapter 12, we said that in God's uh, set some in the church. And he says, you know, then he told you some that he said, you know, why is because the majority of people uh, that are in the body of Christ, they're called to operate in the helps ministry. You know, and you got a whole lot of people think they call to the to the ministry gifts. Now, when I say the ministry gift, I'm talking about the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor and teacher. God says that uh, over in Ephesians 4, he says, and I gave some apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastor and teacher. But the majority of people that got listen to me in the body of Christ has been called into the helps ministry. That's where the majority of the people are called. The majority of you, you are called to, 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 to help your pastor. You are called either in spiritual helps or natural helps. That's what you're called to. And for somehow or another, people think now that they got, uh, now that they're saved and, and they learn the word of God, they think that there's a calling of God on their life. But what they don't understand is this. If you go to a word church, you can't help but learn. If you go to a word church, you can't help but begin to understand the scriptures. But you are not. That doesn't necessarily mean you're called. How many of y'all understand that? And you know, and you have people that are confused about that because they know how. And just because you learn how to teach the word, that doesn't mean that you are called. If you in a word church, you can't help but follow the example of your man and woman of God. So if your man or woman of God is a teacher of the word of God, listen to me. Sure, that anointing is going to be on you, but that's not necessarily mean that you're called. You know, you know, and I have that problem at my church all the time. You know, people want to come in, you know, and they learn the word of God. When they came, they know one scripture, Jesus went. And then, you know, they learn, you know, they learn two or three more scriptures, you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, they say, you know, I got a call on my life. I say, yeah, you do. Called to be saved, called to help in the ministry as a helps, you know. But you hadn't had a, a divine call of God uh, on your life. You, you know what I mean? And so, um, you know, they came in. Some even told me I, I'm the prophet of the house. I said, no, I'm the prophet of the house. <laughs> you know, some say, you know, I, I, I'm called to be the apostle. I, no, 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 I'm called to do that. You know, and so I just tell them everything that they think they are, that's what they, that, that's what I, I, I'm to do. You know, and I kind of confuse them, you know. Well, well, what, well, what are you? All them things that you think that's what you're supposed to be. <laughs> you see, because you all messed up. You know, you know, but but, you know, I understand the word and I can, you know, that's why I told you that comes up on the spiritual helps. I said one of the things come teaching elders, you know, why it ought to be. It ought to be teachers in your church. Your, your man of God and your woman of God are teachers of the word. Sure, they're going to train up other people to help them to teach. Is that not right? But it doesn't necessarily mean you're called. I'm called to help them. I'm called to be a teaching elder in my church. I'm not called. You can't. You, you're not called to, uh, to, to pastor a church or, or things like that. You're just called to aid. Uh, you're just called to, to help your pastor. How many of y'all understand that? Hey, man. And um, people get all confused about that. Hey, man. All right. So now we found out. Uh, we found out the different types of helps in the body of Christ. We found out that God has set uh, some in the church, amen, uh, uh, to help. And that we believe that you are those uh, people, amen. All right, now, look at verse 28 again. It says that, and God has set some in the church. And then I had you on the line, uh, that, that little five little word called what? Yeah. Called helps, okay. Now, uh, you don't have to, uh, well, first of all, let me give you my definition of this word helps first. Uh, my definition of this word helps, okay? The word helps here, uh, it says that God has set some in the church for helps. Well, now we got to understand what do God mean when he says that he has set some of us in the church to help. He has set some of us in spiritual helps, in uh, natural helps. Well, well, God, what, what do you mean uh, by, by helps? All right, so let me give you a definition of this word helps. This word helps mean one who gives aid and support to another. That's what that word helps me. One who gives aid and support to another. Okay. So when God sets you in the, when God sets you in the church to, to help, he has set you in there to aid and to support another. So your question is now important. Definition of helps. Very important. One who gives aid and support to another. That is important. 
helps one who gives aid and support to another. So you're sitting there thinking, okay, I'm going to give aid and support to another. So my question is, pastor, who do I aid and who do I support? Okay, you're supposed to aid and you're supposed to uh, support your pastor. Okay, you're supposed to aid and you're supposed to support your pastor. Now, now the question on the test would probably be like that. Who do you aid and you support? But listen, this is what I want you to add because I didn't put this in my in my outline that I did for the syllabus. But, but this is what I want you to add to this. You are to aid and support your pastor and his wife. You see, because you got, you know, you, you got some, uh, you know, you got some squirrely folks, you know, they just think, you know, just a pastor, just a pastor. Well, you can't separate the pastor from his wife. Amen. They're one. You see, and, you know, and some people, you know, they'll they, they show up for when the pastor has some, but when the, but, 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 but when the wife has some, they, they won't show up. Well, I'm supposed to support the pastor. Well, come on now. When you support, when you support the wife, you're supporting the pastor. It's all they all one. How many of y'all understand that? All right, so you ought to give aid and support to your pastor and, and, and his wife because they are the man and woman of God in your life. Okay, do, do y'all understand that? All right. So that's who you're supposed to aid uh, and support. You are to aid and you are to support your pastor and his uh, wife. Okay? Now, uh, I can't think of this. Now, now, let me tell you my, my definition that I use at, at my church. You don't have to write this down. This is not important. Let, uh, you know, uh, let me tell you the definition that I use at my church to try to get the people to, uh, to understand where I'm really coming from uh, when I say HIPS. Uh, the acronym for HIPS means having enough loving people serving. Having enough loving people serving. Okay, you got that? I'm going to say it real slow. Having, H, enough loving people serving. See? And that's what the pastor and his wife need. They need to have enough loving people giving them aid and support. Okay? Giving them aid and support. Okay? Now, but your definition for test is one who gives aid and support to another. Yeah, you got it? Okay. Now, I want to give you I want to give you three ways that you can aid and support your pastor. Three ways that you can aid and support your pastor. Okay? Three ways that you can aid and support your pastor. Number one, you can aid and support your pastor by learning how to relate to him and his wife. Okay? You can learn how to aid and support your pastor by learning how to relate to him and his wife. I'll ask you a question. Uh, in your heart right now, how many of you want to learn how to relate to your man of God and your woman of God. How, in your heart, do you really want to learn how to relate to your pastor and his wife? Okay, now, now, now listen to this now. If you don't learn how to relate to your pastor and his wife, then there's going to be a, a blockage in your life. And if there's a blockage in your life, then listen to me, no anointing uh, from your pastor life is going to be able to flow into your life. And if there's no anointing flowing from your pastor's life into your life, then you're going to have yokes and bondages in your life that won't ever be broken. Did you get that? See, that's why you got to learn how to relate to your pastor and his wife. Why? Because if you don't, there's going to be a blockage. And if there's a blockage, that means then that there's no anointing flowing from your man to God or your woman of God into your life. And if there's no anointing of God flowing from your pastor and his wife into your life, then you're going to have yokes and bondages in your life. And things don't work that well when you got yokes and bondage in your life. I I isn't that right? That's why you got to learn how. That's why you got to learn how to relate to them. So that the anointing of God that's on their life can flow into your life. 
You see, and most people, listen to me, most people, they don't get that. Most people, they don't understand that. Listen to me, if God set you in this church, God wants that anointing that he puts on that, on your man of God, on your woman of God to flow into your life. You see, so, so that, so that, listen to me, so that it, it, it can, it can tear down the yokes and bondages in your life. After all, that man of God and that woman of God, listen to me, they have put words, they have spent time teaching you. And so therefore that anointing of God has to be released in their, in, into your life. And so you got to learn how to relate to him. Why? Because I, I need that anointing that's on my man of God, on that woman of God. I need that anointing to flow into my life. See, and that's why, uh, uh, listen to me, that's why I believe some people don't get healed in local churches when their pastor pray for them is because it's some blockage in their life. Because I wonder now, how can Sister Sally get healed when I laid hands on her and Sister Jones don't get healed and I lay hands on her? It's the same or nothing, the same or nothing that healed Sister uh, Jones. Why didn't it heal her? So I'm figuring, well, then it must be some blockage in your life. It must be that. It must be. It must be that you don't know how to relate to me. Because if you know how to relate to me, that's what's on me. I don't break bondages that's in your life. Amen. Amen. Isn't that right? So I always tell them, check yourself out. See? Because I believe that if I lay hands on you, you ought to get healed. See, I believe that. I, I believe the Bible. See, so I believe that if God set an anointing on your man of God, on your woman of God, God wants you to learn how to relate to them so that that anointing, so that that power of God can flow into your life in every area of your life. Isn't that right? Amen. See, you ain't got to call T.D. Jakes. Amen. You ain't got to call Creflo Dollar. You ought to call your man and woman of God. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. Isn't that right? Ain't nothing wrong with T.D. Jakes. I love him. Ain't nothing wrong with Creflo. I love him. But I guarantee you, when ropes and bondages get in your life, you ain't going to get a hold of T.D. Jakes. You ain't going to get a hold of Creflo Dollar. You ain't even going to get nowhere near them. They ain't even going to let you talk to them on the phone. But you can get a hold of your man and woman of God. Somebody shout in this place. Isn't that right? So I, I, so, so one of the ways that you can aid and support your pastor is by learning how to do what? Learn how to relate to him and his wife so that a northern of God can flow into your life. Number two, the second way that you can aid, uh, the second way that you can aid and, and support uh, uh, your pastor is by receiving your pastor as a gift from God. Number two, the second way that you can aid and support your pastors is by receiving your pastors, listen to me, as a gift from God. See? Now, over there in Ephesians, you know, over there, uh, over there in Ephesians uh, um, chapter 4, over there in Ephesians chapter 4, turn there for a moment, let's look at something there. I, I want to show you something. Over there in Ephesians chapter 4. And I just want you to know, I got plenty of time, so you, you ain't no need of you trying to rush me, because we're going to be here for a while. In Ephesians chapter 4, I, I ain't got but six weeks, so I may as well do what I know in these six weeks, don't you think? All right, in Ephesians 4, now remember we said number two, the second way that you can aid and support your pastor is by what? By receiving your pastor as a what? At, as your gift from God. Not as a gift, but as your gift from God. Okay? Now, look at Ephesians 4, and then look at verse, uh, 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 look at verse 11. Okay? And notice what he says in verse 11. He says that, And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some what? Some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying for the edifying of the body of Christ. Notice what he says now. And he gave some. I'm trying to find that one that got gifts in it somewhere. And he says that. And he, uh, verse 8. Th thank you. Thank you, sir. Who, who told me that? Thank you, sir. Verse 8. That's the one I'm looking forward to. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. And he gave what? 
gifts unto men. Everybody underline that word. And he gave gifts unto men. Now, verse 11 tell us what these gifts are. And he gave some what? Apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some what? Pastors and some teachers. Well, your pastor, listen to me, your pastor is a gift from God to you. So therefore, the second way that you can give aid and support to your pastor is by you receiving your pastors as your gift from God. See, you, you got to understand that your man of God, your woman of God is a gift to you. See, is a gift to you. God gave your man of God, your woman of God, he gave them to you as a gift. See, and I don't know about you, but I like receiving gifts from God. Isn't that right? Now get this now, because you're a man of God and your woman of God is a gift from God to you. You better not abuse your gift that God has given you. Amen. See, that's why you got to watch how you talk to your man and woman of God. You got to watch how you allow people to talk about the gift God gave you. You know, people talk about your mom when you ready to fight. And here you are, you allow somebody to talk about the gift that God has given you. You ought to be shamed. I ain't going to let nobody talk about my man, my woman of God, my man of God. That's my gift that God has given me. And anything that God gives me is precious to me. I got this from God Almighty. Glory to God. My pastor, my, my, uh, my, my woman of God, my man of God is a gift from God. And I'm not going to abuse what God has given me. Why? Because the thing that God has given you, you're going to have to give account to for God when you get to heaven. God going to ask you, how you treat your man of God? How did you treat your woman of God? And up there you can't lie. Everything has been written down. Amen. Isn't that right? And so, and so I, I don't let nobody talk about your man of God. Don't let nobody talk about your woman of God. They start talking about your man of God. They start talking about your woman of God. You ought to get righteously mad, you know, angry and tell them, hey, you watch your mouth. That's my gift from God you talking about. Isn't that right? Amen. See, the reason why folk talk about them is because, you know, you lend these things on the side of your head uh, uh, called ears. You lend them as garbage cans, and they know just who to where, where to go and dump their garbage. Because if you stood up for them, they say, oh, you've been out about them, talking about passing by them. They ain't going for that. You see? But see, that's the old sister Zimmy, you know. She lend her old ears to anything, you know. Go over there and tell sister Zimmy. And what do you think about the path? What I think about the path, you know, all that, all we talk about money, all we talk about this, all we talk about this. You need to tell, oh, shut your mouth. That's our man of God you're talking about. That's right. I teach our people, don't you let nobody talk about me. Who else pray for you? Who else? Every day, your man of God, your woman of God, pray for their congregation. See? It's your man of God that, that when, when you say something wrong with you and you got some disease, it's your man of God, your woman of God, want to lay their hands on you and rebuke that devil and tell that devil to get off you. Amen. It's your man of God that want to give you counsel when you need instruction so that your life can be all that God wanted to be. And you have the audacity to let somebody talk about your man and woman of God. Shame on you. Look over at your neighbor and say, shame on you. Shame on you. Not let them talk about your man to God like Amen. that. <laughs> Isn't that right? See, you can always tell them that really got a, a love for their man of God. They ain't, ain't going to let nobody talk about them. You ain't going to talk about my man to God. You better watch your mouth. I get mad, you know. And, so, and, then, and then people, you know, they'll reverence you when you like that. They'll they, 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 fear you when you like that. Because they'll say, you know, hey, he act like the pastor. She act like the pastor and his wife. You understand what I'm saying? So, so the second way that you can aid your uh, uh, aid and support your pastor is by what? By receiving them as a what? Receiving them as a gift. Hey, amen. Say this with me. Say, I give aid and support to my man of God, to my woman of God. They are. My gift from God. And I receive them right now. Well, go ahead and get a lot of hand praise as you receive them right now.
Go ahead on, give him a hand praise as you receive him right now. Come on, somebody shout, I receive my pastor. I receive my woman of God. Right now. Well, shout about it, somebody. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, I know this Bible school, but it's all right if we have a little church. Ain't nothing wrong with it now. We ain't coming in here being stiff and starch, you know, now. Now, it's all right if we get loose. That's where where you get loose at in Bible school. You learn stuff and you get loose, you know. I'll tie you from all them joke of bondages that's got you down. (laughs) Glory to God. Isn't that right? By the time me and Pastor Whitfield and them get through with you, you'll be loose. Glory to God. (laughs) Amen. Ready to love. Hallelujah. Y'all getting all this? All right. What I'm on now? How many I done give you? I'm on number three? Okay. Uh, We're talking about what you can do to aid and support your pastor. Number three. You can give aid and support to your pastor is by helping him Carry out the vision that God has given him. By helping him carry out the vision that God has given him. You see, as helpers in the ministry, you're in a position to help the pastor carry out his assignment for God. You're called alongside to give aid and support to your man and woman of God. Amen. I notice what I said. I said you called alongside. Just, just information. You called alongside to give aid and support to your to your man of God. Listen at this. You are not called to replace him. Amen. Right. Amen. You know, I had to get that thing straightened in my church. You know, because you know, I told him, I said, look, when you come here, you didn't even really know your name real well, <laughs> and now you think you called to replace me. You know, I said, you, 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 you're not called to replace me. You, you're called alongside to aid and to support me. You see? And that's why pastors have to teach their people, man, how to aid and, to, how to aid and, and support them. Pastors have to t- teach their people and be bold enough to tell them when they're wrong. No, 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 no. That ain't what God said. I don't care how much they say, you know, you know, I know what the Lord told me. I do too. And I know that's wrong. Anything that don't line up with the word, God ain't told you that. Right. Now, in the word, now, if God called me to pastor the church, he called you to replace me. <laughs> and everything, and everything you know you got from me. <laughs> now, you know that can't be the Lord. Is that not right? But see, some people, they just, they, just, they just think that, man. And you got to be, you know, you got to be bold enough and tell them, no, no, that ain't what God, God called you alongside to give me aid and support. You see? You know? And that don't mean that now because you ain't called to replace me for you to lead a church. You know? And so you have to, you have to, you have to teach them like that because they, they all confused. They just excited because they learning stuff, man. And they think, you know, they ain't never been in no place like this. We ain't never been in no place like eagerness. You know, we, we ain't used to all of this, man. We just keep growing, 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 growing. And you think, man, I'm cold. No, every church ought to be like that if it's a word church. Amen. You know, and then there are things that your, uh, your man of God and your woman of God can't share right now because you ain't ready to receive. You got a whole lot more stuff to learn, man. You know? And so, and so you're going to be in that learning mode all, all, all the time. You're going to learn new things uh, this year. See? But that just means mean then I, I know I can be better equipped to give aid and support to my man and woman of God. Amen. Isn't that right? Listen to me. Listen to me. If you receive your pastor as your gift, then you'll trust what he says. If you're called, listen to me. And because you're under the caretaker of your man and woman of God, God going to give them some indication that you're called so that they'll know how to help you to make the call that God wants you to do. See, but most people, they don't trust their man to God that way. They're so anxious to think that they can do a work. And God got to work for you to aid and support your man and woman of God. See, no pastor wants to try to hold their member back if they got a divine call of God on their life. 
Yeah. But see, they don't trust them. They done learned two or three scriptures and Sister Zimmer and, and Brother Zimmer done told them, oh man, you about as good as the pastor, you know. And they got up in their heads, you know. Hey, I got up, you know, and I gave a testimony. Well, you know, the Lord is good and everybody got a testimony, you know. And they think, well, I'm cold. You know, I'm, I'm cold. And then they go out there and nothing happened. And then they shame to come back to the house. So they wander out their loss because of shame and, and pride. You know, I, I had something to do like that. And, and, and in fact, it was leadership. You know, I had some leadership to do that, you know. Hey, he was going on television and I, and I let him, and I let, you know, and, and, I, and I trained. I got, I got 12 ministers up under me, uh, you know, uh, that I trained. Now these 12, you know, been handpicked by God. You know, but the other ones I picked, I didn't give them time enough to know whether or not they had the, the vision of the church and I had the wrong help. And so I let them be on TV a little bit, you know, I'm on television, so I gave them a little television time. And boy, when I gave them that television time, oh, it just messed their head up. Oh, I'm a televangelist, you know. I got to go, Pastor. You're holding me back, Pastor. You're holding me back, Pastor. You know, I said, boy, you don't know. Absolutely doodly squat, you know. I said, you ain't called, boy, for no television ministry. I'm training you. Don't you know the difference? You're holding me back, Pastor. You're holding me back. You know, you know, and, uh, you know, and they just start causing uh, all kind of friction, you know, uh, in the leadership. And so I had to call them in and address them, you know. And I told them, now, now either you allow me to correct you, or, you know, or you're going to have to find you another place. You know, because I knew that's what they wanted anyway, you know. And so, you know, and you know, and no, 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 Pastor, you know, I mean, you know, I dreamed, you know, I said, well, you and your dreams, I'm going to release you so you can go. You know, I'm going to release you so you can go. It's because, you know, now, you know, they get to the point they won't hear no more. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, y'all understand what I'm saying? You get to a point, you understand what I'm saying, Pastor? They get to a point that they don't hear no more. That they don't hear no more. And then they begin to critique you. Everything you say, they'll be sitting out of somebody. No, that's not, that's not altogether true. It's like they got a, 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 a line on everything now, you know. And so they can't receive from you no more. So that's the time to release them and let them go, you know. So I said, I'm going to release you and your dreams and I'm going I'm to I'm 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 let you go, you know. And so um, I said, now, let me show you how, how, how you go. You go away from your right. Because when you go away, you're going to come back. Because, see, I, I, I can't help you no more, but you're going to get out there and find out that what I'm telling you is right, and you want to leave the door open for you to come back. Amen. But if you leave wrong, you ain't going to come back. And you're going to end up lost, you and your family. And going to end up shame. You know, I know I'm right, and you think you're right, but I know I'm right. So I'm going to release you and we're going to do it right. So when you get out there, because you're going to fail, when you get out there, you, you be bold enough to come back. I'm still, I still be your man to God just waiting on you. Amen. You know, so leave right. Amen. You know, and, and, and they left, you know, and they left and they stayed gone about three months. Two months to try to get something done. The other month they stayed in the house hiding. Because they ain't do nothing, you know. And so I, I had my administrator call and check on them see, to see how they're doing, you know. And ask them, where you holding church at? Well, uh, nowhere right now. Well, what happened to the, your Bible study in your home? Well, we started out with 12, and then everybody wanted a, had an opinion. And so, you know, they broke off and started their own Bible study. And, and now we're down back to just me and my wife. You know, and so I told my administrator, call him and tell him, pastor said, come on back home. Amen. You know, Amen. tell him to come on back home and remind them what I told them. If you leave right, you can come on back home. Tell him I said, come on back home. You know, and they came back home. And right now, they're my right hand sidekick. Amen. See? And so now they stand up and tell them, just because you learned two or three scriptures, that don't mean you called. <laughs> <laughs> and then they told me, they told me, they, they came back and they told me, they said, Pastor, I said, yeah, people are mean. <laughs> 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 
Let me tell you, can we just get back in the fold? It's all right if we don't even start where we come from. I mean, just start us all over if you were like, we just want to come back. I said, sure, you can come back. You know, you want to come back? And I gave him a block of instruction. And you won't have to sit for six months. Just sit. Why? Because, see, you hurt and you're wounded and you need some word to get you some healing. So just sit six months. Don't try to get nobody no advice. Just, just sit and receive. And then after they sat and received, you know, and one Sunday nothing of God was on me, you know, and then I, I called them up and restored them back, you know, in front of all the people. Amen. I restored them back. Amen. You see? And, they, and they've been with me ever since. And every now and then, when we find one like that, I, I, I go over there and tell them, Bro, Brian, Go over there and tell him he <laughs> And he'll go over there. He'll be serious too. No, 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 no. Please listen to me. That didn't know. That ain't God. Believe, believe me. Let me tell you my experience. <laughs> See? So, so you got to do that. I don't know how I got off on that, but I got to move on. I know that. All right. Let's go there. Let's go there. Um. All right. Now let's talk about let's look in the ministry of Jesus and let's see whether or not Jesus had a ministry or helps or not. OK, we're going to look at the ministry of Jesus and see whether or not. Now, now, listen to me. The spirit of God by Paul says that God has said some helps in the church. Right. Well, let's see. Now, if God said something in the church, we need to we need to examine Jesus ministry and see. Whether or not the, the same thing that Jesus told us that every church uh, need helps and that, uh, that he said it in the church. Let's see whether or not that Jesus had helps in his ministry. Is that not right? All right. So let's go over there to Matthew chapter 10. Go to Matthew chapter 10. I think I got to 12 o'clock, don't I? Matthew chapter 10. Right? I got to 12 o'clock? Yes, sir. Okay. Matthew chapter 10. When I get a little bit more closer, I just skip everything and make sure I get those ones that's going to be on the test. Because I like for my people to pass. I think when you flunk, that's the devil. When you pass, it's God. <laughs> that's the way I look at it. And I say, we ain't got no time coming here on no Saturday flunking. I got time to be passing the, the, the devil's work. We don't pass God's work. Amen? Amen. So I'll make sure everybody pass in my class. See, they're telling me, boy, you do a pretty good job. These people flunking. No, I did a pretty good job. All these folk passing. Amen? All right, so now we're looking to see that Jesus had it. Look at Matthew chapter 10. Are you there? Matthew chapter 10, we will begin reading at verse 5. And the twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not in the way of the Gentiles, and in the inner city of the Samaritan, enter ye not. Uh, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils freely you receive, freely you give. That's all I'm reading that. Look, look, look at verse number 5. It says that these twelve, Jesus did what? He sent what? He sent forth. I want you to underline those words. These 12 Jesus sent forth. These 12 Jesus sent forth. So here we see that Jesus sent out 12 disciples. Is that not right? Now, I want to ask you a question. Why didn't Jesus go himself? The Bible says in these 12 Jesus sent forth. Well, I'm trying to figure out, well, you Jesus, you the son of God. Why, why you ain't going yourself? Why you ain't go Jesus and heal the sick, cleanse the leper, and raise the dead? You the son of God. Why didn't you go, Jesus? I'll tell you why Jesus didn't go. The reason why Jesus didn't go is because Jesus is only one man and he can only be in one place at a time. So Jesus sent out the 12, which were his ministry of helps team. So therefore, I submit to you, very important. Therefore, I submit to you that Jesus had a ministry of helps team. Let me put it that way. Okay. Say that with me. Say, Jesus had, Jesus had. a ministry as a helps team. That's right. Now, that's important because we need to know whether or not did Jesus have a ministry or a help team. And I submit to you that Jesus had a ministry of helps team. Amen. And he started out with 12 people uh, uh, on his helps team. Well, because the church, well, you know, the church is more than 12 people. So you're going to have more than that in the in the helps ministry, because after all, it's two types, the spiritual helps and the natural helps. So 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 so, you know, right then and there, we're biblical when we talk about the helps ministry. Is that not right? All right. Now, 
While we're there, uh, go to Luke chapter 10. Go to Luke chapter 10. Luke, Luke chapter 10. Are you there in Luke chapter 10? All right. Luke chapter, Luke chapter 10. And let's look at uh, Luke chapter 10. And let's look at verse number 1 for time's sake. Luke chapter 10. Look at verse 1. And after these things, the Lord appointed other, other what? Other 70 also, and sent them two by two before his face into every sitting place of whether he himself would come. Now, notice now, it says that, and the Lord appointed other 70. And the Lord appointed other 70. In other words, when the job got too big for the 12, Jesus added 70 more people on to his ministry as a help team. Isn't that right? So therefore, I submit to you that Jesus had a ministry, a help team in his ministry. All right. And so you got to remember that. Say this with me. Say Jesus had a ministry as a help team in his ministry. That's right. Jesus had a ministry, a help team in his ministry. And so that is very important that you know that Jesus had a ministry as a help team. Well, if Jesus had one, don't you know the church ought to have one? Isn't that right? And so that's why I told you that the majority of the people in the body of Christ are called to the to the helps ministry. Isn't that right? And it is God's desire that the ministries of health be be in the there you go, you got it. Alright? You got it? Alright, now uh, <clears throat> okay, now I need to make sure I'm covering everything on that outline. That's what I need to make sure. Have I, uh, have I missed anything so far? Let me see. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me hit that special anointing thing for you. Okay, let me hold this. You got to have that special anointing. Jesus had. I done said about that Jesus had a ministry of help thing. That's why I, yeah, I ain't do it in order, but that's okay. It don't make no difference. Okay, all I do do is cover this special anointing for hips. All right? No, special anointing for hips. I got it. Special anointing for hips. All right? Now, in other words, uh, I want you to know that, uh, important, that there is a special anointing for the helps ministry. That is important. There is a special anointing for the helps ministry. True or false? <laughs> if you don't pass my test, I'm going to whoop y'all. I'm telling you. If you don't pass my test, that thing just is. Now, you, you ought to be able to get all these little clues I'm giving, right? All right. <laughs> okay. So there is a special anointing for the helps ministry. Look at your neighbor and say, there is, there is a special anointing for the helps ministry. That's right. God has a special anointing for you so that you can aid and support your pastor. God has a special anointing for you. You know, that's why I always uh, I always uh, pray for my helps team. I make sure that I get my my leadership uh, in my health. In fact, you know, I have that early on Sunday morning, this coming Sunday morning. All of my helps team and all of my leaders, we come together, you know, and I, I, I basically uh, share them things uh, uh, from the word of God uh, concerning the helps ministry and leaderships, you know, and, uh, and I do this all, all, all the time. Every three months I bring them together. I bring my helps team and my leadership together every three months. Every quarter, I bring them together. Sometimes we'll have breakfast, and I have breakfast with them just to sit out and have breakfast with them and, and show them how to act around me. See, because I, I, I don't want the people to be afraid of me, but I, want, but I do want them to respect me. And, and they need to know how to build around me that where we can have fellowship and have breakfast, and, and, they, and they won't call me Andy. I don't like that. I don't. I don't like that. But when I see that, 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 when I hear stuff like that, that shows me that, that, that they don't know how to be around their man of God or their woman of God. I don't like that. Amen. You know, you have no problem calling Dr. Smith doctor. But you got a problem calling me pastor. You wants to get down and call me Andy. And see, and I ain't going to let you get on that level with me. You're going to always put a handle in my name. I'm proud that God called me to be a pastor in the body of Christ. So you're going to call me pastor. Amen. You know, 
And so, so I don't like that Andy thing. You know, we done got to the point that, you know, we, you know, you know uh, hey, 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 Andy. Hey, Cheryl. That's my wife now. Hey, Cheryl. We don't allow that in our church. And so I, every quarter I get together uh, with my helps team and my leadership and sometimes we'll have breakfast and, and I teach them how to be around me. I teach them don't talk so much. Amen. Know when to talk. That's important. And then when people come to your church, you in birth because they don't know how to act. Well, see, I ain't got time to be worried about whether or not they're going to embarrass me because I got a guest speaker, you know. Like when Pastor Jim come, they were nervous as a cat. The white man coming, the white man coming, the white man coming. <laughs> 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 well, I can say that to me and Pastor Jim, we friends. And I always call him Pastor Jim. You ain't never heard me say Jim. Amen. I always put Pastor before his name. Amen. But I mean, you know, we just, we just like that. I mean, but I'm just telling you. And so that's why I had so that they won't embarrass me. Y'all, y'all will get what I'm talking about one day. <laughs> you know, you know, and so I teach them, I teach them. So if I figure if they know how to act around me, they'll know how to act around anybody. Amen. Hey, you, you understand what I'm saying? They know how to act around anybody. You know, you bring a, a, a pastor or a speaker to, to your church, you bring Pastor Jim, he done preach for three hours, because when he come over there, it seems like he just get long-winded at my church. <laughs> you know, so when he comes, when he comes, I mean, you know, I mean, even the people back there in the audio just say, you know, no time, right, Pastor, no time, because you ain't no telling when he allowed to finish. <laughs> but see, after the man done preached his heart out and done talked the word of God, you better not go nowhere and try to get him in no corner. Pastor Jim, would you pray for me, I'm going to knock you down. <laughs> the man just done preach. He just done preach to you. I don't know for how long. And, you know, and then he asks if anybody needs healing and you sit there. And then now after he gone, you want to catch him on a private session. Pastor Jim, pa Pastor Jim, Pastor Jim, would you pray for me? And, I, and if I hear him, I tell him, don't pray for him, Pastor Jim. <laughs> you know, you know, so, so you got to teach them how to act. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? Yes. You know? So, uh, you know, what I'm talking about? Oh, I ain't got, hey, y'all better come on. All right, so see, everybody say there's a special anointing. Hurry up, because I got to get this. Okay, special anointing for the health ministry. I'm looking for my asterisk to make sure that I didn't say what's on the test if I don't get to this. I said that part on the test. True or false, there's a special anointing for the health ministry. Yes. All right. Now, let me just, let me just. I got two minutes so I can kind of go. Look at Numbers chapter 11. Go to Numbers chapter 11. Let me show you that there's a special anointing for the helps ministry. Numbers chapter 11. Now, Pastor Jim said, now I can have a few minutes give and take now, y'all. So just, just don't hold me down to 12 o'clock. <laughs> give me at least five after 12. <laughs> five minutes, that's all I ask. Alright, we're talking about there's a special anointing for the health ministry. Numbers chapter 11, look at verse number 16. And the Lord said unto Moses, gather unto me 70 men. Everybody say 70 men. 70. That 70 thing is just something, you know, because we just read over there in, uh, in, 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 in Luke, uh, Matthew or Luke or whatever we was at. Uh, yeah, that, that Jesus appointed 70 also. Alright, now notice what he said. And the Lord said unto Moses, gather unto me 70 men of the elders of Israel. Now the elders, you know, you know leaders. Get me 70 leaders. You know, and the Lord said unto Moses, gather me 70 leaders of, uh, of Israel, who thou knowest to be uh, leaders to the people and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with you, Moses. And verse 17 says, and I will come down and I will talk with thee there, and I will take of the spirit which is upon thee. Now underline that. I will take of the spirit which is upon thee. And I will put it upon them. Underline all of that. And, and, and I will take of the spirit which is upon you and I will put it upon them. Uh, all right. And so God is telling Moses. He, he says, Moses, that same anointing. See, another translation says that where it says right here, and I will take of the spirit that is upon you. Another translation says, and I will take of the anointing that's on you. 
And so God is telling Moses, Moses, I want you to get 70 leaders of the church and let them meet with you. And, you know, you gather them together and y'all uh, come together uh, down there in the congregation and I'm going to meet you there. And he says, Moses, that same or nothing that's on Pastor Jim. That same anointing that's on Pastor Jim, I'm going to take that anointing and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on them 70 leaders. Why? So that they can aid and support you. So therefore, I submit to you that there is a special anointing for the ministries of helps. Isn't that right? See, Moses needed some help. And God told him, now you pick you out 70 elders that are among you, 70 leaders that are upon you. And that same anointing that I got upon you, Moses, I'm going to take that anointing that's on you and I'm going to place it on those 70 so that they can aid and support you. So this lets me know that there is a special anointing. Amen. For the ministries of helps. Amen. Now, I want to ask you a question. How many of y'all want that anointing for helps? You want that? You want that anointing for help? Well, Pastor Jim gonna give you that anointing, Amen. and you gonna get it this morning. You want it this morning? Amen. All right, then let me hurry up. All right, all right. Say there is a special anointing, there is a special anointing. for the ministries of help. All right. Now, now listen at this. Those who have that anointing, they will be able to aid and support their pastor the way that God wants them to. See, and, and, and listen to me, and that that, that, that that same spirit that's on Pastor Jim, listen to me, the same spirit that's on Pastor Jim ought to be in the, listen to me, ought to be in the children's ministry. I ought to be on the assistant pastor. I ought to be on those that operate in, in spiritual helps and natural helps. See, you ought to have that same anointing that your pastor has. That's why you ain't going to let nobody talk about your man and woman of God. Why? Because that same anointing that's up on him is up on me. Glory to God. And that way I know how to flow with my pastor. Why? Because I don't receive that anointing. Isn't that right? I said, isn't that right? Well, if God can do that for, for, for Moses, going to take that anointing that's on Moses and put it on 70 other leaders, well, today God can take that same anointing that's on Pastor Jim and it can be transferred to you this very hour. Glory to God. All you got to do is ask God to give it to you. How many of y'all really want it? I said, do you really want it? Well, come on up here, Pastor Jim, because you finna get it. Stand up on your feet. Pastor Jim finna give you that anointing. Come on, Pastor Jim. You got to give it to him. Glory to God. Somebody say, I'm hungry for it. Somebody say, I want it. Saying, I'm going to have it this day. Say, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to receive the same anointing. That's on Pastor Jim. He's going to put it on me. And I'm going to be a different person. Say, look out eagerness. You about to see a brand new me. Well, somebody shout about it. Come on and line up right here. Everybody just start lining up right here. Because Pastor J uh, Jim is finna transfer that anointing on you right this very moment. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's going to receive this anointing. All you got to do is get in line and lift your hands up and he's going to say, now you receive. You receive my anointing. You receive my anointing. Are you ready to receive? Start praying in the Holy Ghost. Go ahead, Pastor Jim. Just put your hand on and tell him to receive your anointing. Receive your anointing to help. Yeah. Glory to God. Receive your anointing. Yes. Go that way. Just step up. Receive your anointing. Yes. 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 Ah, de bresso, cotta, tala, la, la, bandere. Rebobo, seke, tela, la, basi, kitala, la, bandi. Redanere, la, bosi, kitane, de la, bahaye. Mahasi, kitane. Redobo, seke, te, de brande. Minane, la, basso, wande. Ikatala, la, bosse, dande. E, la, basi, kane. Redane, de la, la, basi, yandere. E, si, konde, bresu, konde. Redane, le, bosi, kitane. 
Pray in the Holy Ghost. Ah, I'm receiving. Oh, Nina ne presi conde, ridane le bossa haia, ma da baba, mica nane dele presi conde, re, sandele la bande, mica tane dele la bande, rise con brande de brande, ma catala la bande, come on, let's thank the Lord, tell him thank you, thank you Lord, come on, open up your mouth and tell him, say thank you, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus,